0: What's going on, guys? It is time. I am Michael Hunter. This is the ACC Basketball Report, episode number 60. This is the tournament preview episode. Got some really cool stuff coming for you guys tonight. This will be out uh, hopefully late Monday night if everything goes well. Uh, I still have some editing and stuff left to do. But hopefully this will be out first thing in the morning for you guys for your ride into work on Tuesday morning. What I wanted to do today was get with some... ACC personalities. Uh, I got Will Oginen from the ACC Nation podcast. I have Matthew, aka Hokey Smash, from All Sports Discussion, also known as ACC Weekly podcast. He is the co-host of that program, and I also have Coach D, who is a guy that I met on Twitter a couple years ago. He is a, a coach down in Wilmington who has. Uh, Ties to overseas talent he's been in the coaching game for a long time he's coached pros he has dealt with with college recruiting he has interactions with high-level ACC coaches he is a basketball mind he actually knows guys that are legends um, in my mind from Maine back in the day guys that I grew up with I also have Charlie and Kinchin are going to join me at the end of the show We're going to talk about upset picks. We're going to talk about uh, Final Fours. We're going to talk about um, Carolina's path. Charlie's going to break that down for us a little bit. Kinchin's going to talk about why NC State was left out of the tournament and how he feels about that. Um, This is going to be, I'm going to. I'm uh, Probably going to do another episode of ACCBR next Monday um, I got some people coming over for the tournament this weekend I actually took some vacation days to get the tournament watch party started I can't wait, my buddy's actually flying in at midnight tonight So I got to get all this stuff done, go pick his ass up And then it is, it's on like Donkey Kong I got a concrete pour tomorrow morning I got about a half day work on Wednesday And then I'm partying until Monday And it's going to be the perfect opening weekend don't forget uh, real quick Like, rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast Let's get those numbers up We've kind of plateaued a little bit And uh, you know, let, let's bring in some more people Let's get some more people uh, Knowing about what we're doing over here at ACCBR Also don't forget to visit ESPN Tournament Challenge Do the ACCBR uh, Bracket Challenge I will tweet it out Kinshin has tweeted it out in recent days as well um, Not seeing a ton of participation from you guys at this point And actually I'm involved in about A half dozen other brackets and participation hasn't been that high around around the way either. So, you know, is there a lack of interest this year? What's going on? What's going on out there? You guys gotta you guys gotta let me know. Um, I I did mess up a little bit. I should have done it on CBS. It's obviously a better platform, but for this year, it's ESPN. We're gonna go to CBS next year. All right. First up is going to be Will Oginen from ACC Nation Will is a Virginia fan We tried to stick with the Virginia uh, talk as much as possible But we did expand ourselves out into the entire bracket And and give out a little bit of uh, some tips and hot takes And what we were kind of thinking around the way But first, Josh Koge Will, what's up, man? How we doing, Michael? Oh, just uh, putting together a reaction piece and trying to get stuff organized to get this stuff out as soon as I can. I hear you, man. So, diving right into it, I just wanted to get, you know, 10, 15 good minutes out of you while I got you before you get to your responsibilities with ACC Nation. Yep. Uh, Virginia, in the South Conference, they get the number two, overall number one, Um what are you thinking about their path?
1: Uh, I I think their path. Well, we we can't get too far ahead of things. Let let's sure. let's start there because you know I, I was pretty confident in their path last year, and we all know how that that worked out. Right. Um. We start starting with Gardner Webb. They you know, they played three teams from the ACC this year. They beat Georgia Tech and Wake Forest at their place. Mm-hmm. they on their road the lost to Virginia Tech, so they you know they know how to play ACC teams. Yep. The one thing that that is to their detriment is they don't have a lot of size. Their tallest players that play significant minutes are six six. Mm-hmm. So Virginia, you know DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome are right around there them by themselves. Mamadi Diakite, they have the height and the the size that could really dominate. Um, they they should win. But yeah, you know, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually uh, when I was filling out the Jerome um, sheet, I gave Gardner Webb a look because I was able to see them so many times early in the season playing all these ACC teams. Uh, the F Fianahi is that I believe that's his name is mm-hmm. a really good player. Uh, DJ Laster is a really good player that dominated their their conference tournament. And they've got a freshman named Jose Perez, uh, Perez, Yep. Jose Perez. Perez. Yeah. That had a triple double actually earlier in the season. Um, Mm -hmm. All really talented guys. They don't shoot the three all that well. And Laster is a five, but he's only about six, seven. So I think they're talented, but I think you're, I think you're correct that they they don't have the size. I think that, uh, that this Virginia team can pound them pretty hard.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are a good shooting team. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're, The top 40 and three-point percentage, top 50 and two-point percentage, but they're near the bottom 100 in defense. So if Virginia Virginia can do what they can normally do offensively, then they should have no trouble in winning that game.
0: No, I I don't think so either. Actually, I thought that this bracket set up quite well for them. There's actually a Mm -hmm. lot of teams in this bracket that are very very similar to Virginia. Um, When you look at Wisconsin, Kansas State, UC Irvine, um saint mary's certainly cincinnati uh even even tennessee kind of but tennessee has a little bit more firepower they, they kind of loosen the reins a little bit but there's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of slowdown teams in this bracket that i think that virginia matches up very
1: well with um yeah absolutely ahead. and you even even oklahoma i mean they're they're a good defensive mm-hmm. team too and and i think they're going to beat old miss I, I am more confident in, in them doing that I believe Oregon's top, or excuse me, um, Oklahoma's top thirty in, in defensive efficiency on Kemp so they're no slouch either. Right.
0: I I actually have Ole Miss moving out of that game. Oklahoma's kind of fallen off lately, um, but you know, obviously they got that big win uh, late in the season against Kansas, but they they were really good early, but have kind of kind of tapered off. I think Ole Miss is going to take that game. Um, any uh, any major upsets you see in that South bracket?
1: I really do think both Wisconsin and Kansas State can be had. Mm -hmm. Um, Oregon, they they've won eight in a row now after sweeping through the Pac-12. Wisconsin, you know they they're not a great offensive team. I mean, they have you know a couple of good players, but also as somebody who lives in Minnesota, who who you know almost by by nature you have to hate Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really want to see Oregon win. Uh, I. And I think it can happen. I haven't made a, a decision on who I want to win that game. I want to look into it a little more. But I certainly see Irvine beating be Kansas State, especially if Dean Wade's going to be missing the tournament. I I don't see, I don't think he will. I think, you know, seeing him in a boot makes yeah, exactly. me think he's probably yeah. going to sit out and I mean, Irvine won thirty games this year. Granted, they're in a conference nobody, you know, in, in the western two thirds of the United States sees because everyone's asleep when they play. Right. But they're still no slouch. I mean, going thirty and five is an impressive accomplishment. And they just won their their
0: conference championship game by thirty points. I think yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they steamrolled
1: they, through their league. I don't think they've lost since like early January. Yeah. Yeah. January 16th yeah they they were routinely beating teams by double digits I the the
0: one game that kind of jumped out at me was Old Dominion and Purdue I, mm-hmm. I I don't trust this Purdue team a whole lot I mean Carson Edwards is obviously phenomenal but all it's gonna take is is him having maybe a bad shooting night and he hasn't had many this year um, that that game kind of sticks out I'm gonna have old Dominion moving on in at least one bracket I think mm-hmm overall and I'll, i gotta ask the question is this the year that virginia gets to the elite eight the elite eight
1: i i'm i'm gonna put my uh realistic cap on i to say yes just because i think there are a lot of matchups that favor them mm-hmm. um even if you know even if they you know get I mean, they could still get a, a 12 13 winner in the Sweet 16. I mean, yep. a lot, I think a lot of people's brackets are going to play out that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they get to the E lane, you know, they they might face a Tennessee. Um, you know, it's going to be in Louisville, and, you know, that's going to be a pretty, probably a partisan Tennessee crowd. I mean, Knoxville's only about, I think, three and a half hours away from Louisville, mm-hmm. while Virginia's somewhere around seven hours. I mean, it's going to be a full arena. But I th- I think it's going to be more of a par- uh, partial Tennessee crowd.
0: I'm going to tell you that the South was the first region that I filled out, and I went no, I didn't go chalk early on in the middle of the bracket, but I had Virginia and Tennessee to the Elite Eight immediately. Mm-hmm. I think this bracket lines up very well for Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. I think they get all Miss in round two, and I, I I'm going to tell you I bet against Kansas State every year. And every mm-hmm. year, Bruce Weber finds a way to, to mess up my, my early round bracket. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt this year. I think even with Dwayne Wade out um, – I'm sorry, Dean Wade out. <laughs> Dwayne Wade. Um, <laughs> even with Dean Wade out, I think they can get past Irvine, which Irvine – I'm a I'm a fan of when you play a weak schedule and then all of a sudden you got to play big boy basketball, you can get slapped in the mouth a little bit. And I think that might mm-hmm. be what <sighs> happens with Irvine. Um mm-hmm. Oregon, I, I do have Oregon over Wisconsin right now. This is the ACC Nation mm-hmm. bracket that I filled out. I, mm-hmm. I do think that this this bracket sets up well for Virginia, but I do have Tennessee moving out of that region and into the Final Four. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean it's a it's a fair it's a fair bracket, but you know me. I mean, the final I live you know twenty minutes south of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You know how excited I will be if Virginia gets to the Final Four. Absolutely, Absolutely. So and all the and not only that it'd be it'd be exciting for me, but Look at the story, deal you know, the great story that would come out of of it. You know, losing to UMBC last year, then going to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you know they would it, and it, it would really be some validation for Tony Bennett because you you saw Twitter the night um, the lost after the loss to Florida State. Oh, yeah. Everyone was in a freaking panic, and it just really it was really irritating. I'm not going to lie. Yep. They lost to somebody. I mean Florida State is they're, they're built for a tournament a tournament like like when you have to play, you know, back-to-back games or two in two and three days like this. They have the depth that can that can really slow a team down. Yeah, they have 11 end. guys. Yeah. And yeah, they're in, and I really like Florida State's draw this year too on the side. But yeah, I think this is this is a good year for Virginia and if they and if they don't go through any shooting lulls, they they should have no problem getting to at least the Elite 8
0: so let's uh let's open it up a little bit is there anything that you see in this bracket as far as maybe an upset that you don't think other people are paying enough attention to I know it's early on it's only been out for half an hour but what is what is something that stuck out to you in this in this first round
1: as much as I like to talk Florida State Mm -hmm. if Vermont is no slouch either I mean they're, that was if you know, Florida State could get by Vermont. I think they they beat Marquette. I think I think they can beat Gonzaga too. Um, I like I like the way they have the size and they have the shooting ability that really can match up with Gonzaga. Yep. Um, I also like um, New Mexico State against Auburn. It's just because Auburn is like there. Like a lot of teams in the SEC, they're very up and down. Well, they and rely heavily
0: on the three point shot. I mean,
1: yeah, they were, we saw them in the SEC championship. They, I don't know. I, when I last looked, they were over 33 pointers. I didn't see how many they, they took for the game, but if they can be ice cold, New Mexico state can win that game. And I really think in general, these 12, 13 C's except with the exception of St. Louis, I think they can all be at, I mean, I think with, with a healthy Justin Robinson, I think Virginia tech will, will beat St. Louis no problem, but um was speaking up they could I think Liberty will be Mississippi State I I, I have no qualms about that either
0: that, that's tough Mississippi State when they're on from deep who, who'd they play early I think they played Clemson early in the season and they mm-hmm. made they made 19 triples something like that so it was some crazy school record number but um, I I've been looking at that game as well I'm. I'm gonna have a couple shares of Liberty, I believe. I'm also gonna have a couple shares of Yale after watching them today. Um, the mm-hmm. way that backcourt plays—that was impressive, man. Yeah, That was that it, was, and it's
1: a, and it's a fair th- thought too, especially if Will Wade's not going to be coaching. Right. Exactly.
0: Hey, um, I, man. I want. I know you got stuff you got to get back to. You have your responsibilities with your own podcast. Was there anything else you wanted to get in here, real quick? Um
1: one one other one I wanted to talk about uh belmont mm-hmm. i'm so glad they got in they deserved it i mean i i, I agree 100 i was i was on that but, train as well yeah but i also think nc state should have been in ahead of st john's that Absolutely. was ridiculous and I, and yeah, and i get the reasoning you know they didn't fare well against you know a lot of the 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 acc teams that made the tournament but and they and i'm sure the non-con didn't help them but st john's was a trash team they especially well, they they got destroyed in their last game was it i i forget was it was a marquette i believe it was yeah. but they absolutely destroyed them and i yeah i i, well, I would have what, we to-
0: what were we told all year long the net was the evaluation tool that the ncaa was mm-hmm. going to use to put teams in north carolina state was 40 spots better than st john's
1: yeah 40. that that that's freaking ridiculous man i mean and it's
0: not like you know st john's had a strength of schedule i believe it was 69 where nice you know, north carolina state was 110 so not a, not a huge differential there certainly not one that jumps out at you um mm-hmm. you know quad one wins uh st john's had five carolina state had three so okay but you have to believe that's the deciding factor but that you know two quad one wins makes up a 40 point difference in the net Mm. That's that's unreal to me, and it just shows that sometimes. I mean, I think overall the the selection committee did a good, really good job in this field. I know there's mm-hmm. some things that are interesting as far as placement, but and you know,
1: <clears throat> I'd also like to add though, if is if you lose to DePaul twice in the seat in the same <laughs> season like St. John's did, you sh- you should have no business being in.
0: Absolutely, brother. <laughs> I am all in but The only thing Going back to Belmont real quick The only thing that I worry about is Everybody wanted Belmont in this field And they're going to go to Dayton And I really hope they show up Because um, if they go And they lose by 25 Then that, that may set things back Because I think yeah, you know, they were I agree with you one, there. One of the last teams in obviously because they're going mm-hmm. to Dayton, so they they need to show up so we can, you know, if we have to fight this battle again next year that the committee doesn't say. Yep. Well, we let in Belmont last year and look what happened. So they need yeah. to go to Dayton and they need to show up.
1: Yeah, and I think they can beat Temple. I think I think oh, I think I'd probably
0: pick that. Yep, me too. Me too. I do like uh, I do like Quentin Rose, but I think uh, Dylan Windler and Belmont can get it done
1: yeah absolutely yeah but i i i mean i think they could they could give maryland a game but i'd probably still take the terps
0: yeah yeah i would i'd take maryland in that game as well Mm -hmm. all right man i thank you for uh for taking the time and uh i'll see you out there all right see you michael thanks for having me on yeah man thank you that was will Ojanen from the acc nation podcast they cover Everything, all sports in the ACC. I'm talking volleyball, track and field, cross country. Those guys get into it, whereas this is a, basically a basketball-only podcast. Actually, it is a ba- a basketball-only podcast. But uh, I want to thank Will for coming on Will is a guy that I met on Twitter A couple years ago Great guy, had him on the podcast a couple times Uh, Very knowledgeable about all things around the way As far as the ACC goes And uh, one of my favorite people to have on Uh, Moving on I brought on Hokie Smash Matthew from the ACC Weekly Podcast All Sports Discussion Podcast Matthew was The first guy To give me a shot when I started uh, Podcasting and, you know, within a month of me doing ACC Basketball Report, him and Jeffrey had me on his show. And, uh, you know, I, I was on it again uh, earlier this year. And always a good time. Matthew's a great guy. He's really plugged into Virginia Tech hoops as well as Virginia Tech football. And just a good time uh, talking about Virginia Tech, about this tournament. Uh, We talked some Old Dominion, and we even talked about uh, Buzz Williams. We got off track a little bit. We were supposed to do 10, 15 good minutes, and it ended up being closer to about 30. But all great content. Matt's a great guy. If you don't follow him, absolutely get him at Hokiesmash underscore ASD on Twitter. Great guy, Matthew from ACC Weekly. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Hey man, how you doing? Uh, you know, just uh having a day. <laughs> all right. It's selection Sunday. It's the best time of the year.
2: Yeah, it certainly is, man. It certainly is.
0: So uh I, I, I guess I know we're rolling right now, so I'm just gonna jump into it. What's your uh what's your first thoughts on the draw for the Hokies?
2: Well, Michael, I am first of all, let me just tell you that I'm thrilled that VT is not is not a five seed and is not and is not playing uh Murray State
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <Right>? absolutely
2: <laughs> I would not have been able to sleep like for <laughs> at least five you know at least the, the entire week <laughs> had I known Virginia Tech was gonna be playing Murray State
0: yeah yeah uh, nightmares of uh, John Morant running through your head oh
2: my gosh it would have been absolutely disgusting so this is the per- this is almost the perfect scenario for the Hokies right because the Hokies Will be playing St. Louis in the first round. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, Michael, I don't know much, very much about St. Louis. I was kind of researching them just a little bit before our call, mm-hmm. and I look on there, and they're like, "What is it?" They have the two hundred, I believe it's two hundred ninety seventh ranked off total offense
0: in yeah, the Division One. Yeah. yeah, I mean they finished sixth in an Atlantic Ten that's very down this year. Um, right, and, and right, you know and, they got done some favors by Rhode Island knocking off VCU, so.
2: Yeah, I mean they would not have got into the tournament had they not won. The, obviously, had they not won the A ten. Oh no, no,
0: and, not even close.
2: And I feel like there's one player on that team that the Hokies have to look out for, right? Javon Best. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken,
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, even he's not. I mean, I I, I I wouldn't lose sleep over him. So yeah.
2: right, right. And <clears> and from what I understand, this is one of the worst free through shooting teams in the United States. Correct. And. I, therefore, I feel pretty good about VT's, VT's chances there. The Hokies' chances in that first game. Not only do we have you know an excellent center, and I mean, as you said mentioned earlier in the air, I mean, we look at Kerry Black here. He clearly was playing like a first team All ACC player here. The pretty much the last half of the year. And I, you wrote that great blog post at ACC Basketball Report about basically about how this guy reengineered how he played. And somehow the light switch came on for him, mm-hmm. for him and just became dynamic
0: and and now we find out today that Justin Robinson's coming back as well um, yes has, has he been practicing Matt or, or yes
2: he has been practicing he can jump high he's got he got the green light the medical clearance from the staff you know I, my hope Michael is that he doesn't play all you know 40 minutes or anything like that in that game.
0: I don't I don't you know, think that he'll you, be needed to do that. Right. Yeah.
2: And that's my hope you know, my hope. But you know, you still want to give a guy twenty minutes or so sure. just so that, that he you know, he's back in the rotation. You want your team to adjust to his floor general that comes comes back on the floor. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the hope for that first game, but I, I feel really good about that bracket. I mean, you look at the other end of that bracket, right? You've got Liberty playing if I'm not mistaken, Mississippi State, right?
0: Yeah, I got Liberty winning that game.
2: Yes! Me too! Yeah. Me too! I mean, it's... it's.
1: <laughs> and uh, I Mississippi
0: know, State I, is too unpredictable for me. Um, I've seen Liberty a couple times. They shoot the ball very well. I believe they're very old as far as, you know, senior laden. And Mississippi State's very up and down. And I think they're one of the more susceptible seeds in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got two, you know, you've got two
2: teams from Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. From Virginia that are playing each other in the second round, out in California, and you know, Virginia Tech will have a lot of fans at that game. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, it to me, you've got, and you've also, and you got the same scenario, right? Both teams are old and experienced and play each other. Buzz versus Richie McKay, a guy that he knows well, right? Mm-hmm. He was an assistant at the University of Virginia. You know he knows him well, and but I still feel I feel very good about Virginia Tech's chances in that game. I, I mean, I feel good about Virginia Tech getting to the Sweet Sixteen, Michael.
0: Yeah, that's that's when it starts to get a little shaky, though. I mean, I don't know if anybody would say that the ideal bracket is the bracket in which Duke is lingering. But um, definitely, definitely. But let's <laughs> let's talk about this. I mean, yeah. I, I don't necessarily have Virginia Tech winning that game, but
2: mm-hmm. I wanted to go through this with you because you're you're a you're a basketball historian, just like me. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's go back to 2014-15. This was Buzz's first year at Virginia Tech. I want to tell you who was on Duke's roster that year: Jahil Okafor, Quinn Cook, Justice Winslow, Tyus Jones, Matt Jones, Grayson Allen, Emil Jefferson, Marshall Plumley.
0: Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech.
2: Michael had Adam Smith,
0: mm-hmm. former Georgia Devin Tech. Yulston,
2: great. <laughs> right. Had Christian Byer, mm-hmm. had Jalen Hudson, Justin Bibbs. Will Johnston, okay, Ahmed Hill, this is who was playing for Tech. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech lost that game 91-86 to 86 in overtime, mm-hmm. okay? I think Virginia Tech got screwed in that game. Virginia Tech got fouled in regulation, and they didn't call it.
0: Yeah, go figure.
2: Okay, that was Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech won. I, you know, Virginia Tech is basically a bad foul call, Mike, from being four and zero against Duke at home, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good.
0: Idea. Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, and so you look at—I mean, you know, Virginia Tech. Got, you know, like a lot of teams, right? I don't think this is uncommon. to Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, has been trounced at, on the road at Duke, but that's you know, you see a lot of teams losing losing Cameron. I'm not really well. I, mean, that yeah. concerned. I mean, I'm not really that concerned about that. So, do I think Duke would be the favorite? against Virginia Tech in, in Washington DC? Yes. Do I think that Virginia Tech will have a lot of fans in DC should the Hokies be there? You bet your ass I do. Right. You bet your ass I do. I have tickets there, Mike. <laughs> I bought tickets there thinking this was going to happen this year on a whim. I said this is gonna be the year. This is this is when it's gonna happen. Well, We're think, two games away from it happening.
0: Exactly. I, I and this <laughs> this has to this has to be the year because with with what Virginia Tech's about to lose and potentially have Buzz moving on, this is kind of what he's been building towards since he got there. Um, I wanted to ask your opinion. I have been critical of Ahmed Hill, I guess, in the past. Yes, you know, he, 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 and, it's,
2: and it's absolutely fair.
0: He hasn't shown up in the big games throughout his career. Now, over the past five games, you guys have played Duke, Florida State, Miami twice, and Florida State again. In those five games, fourteen point six points, he's shooting fifty percent from 54 yes, percent from well. two. What are your expectations for, for Ahmed Hill as a senior going into this tournament?
2: You know, I mean here here, you know, perhaps you're like you're like me. I mean, he's I've always been a big advocate of Ahmad Hill running downhill, crashing the hoop.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's and, his best in transition from yes. yeah,
2: and and I think with Justin Robinson coming back, he can put himself in position for that. I'm not, I, I've not been a fan of him taking threes, but there are times when he can go really hot and cold from yeah. three, and I don't like him taking that shot. You know, so I expect him... You know, you know since he's undersized he can get affected by a lot of a lot of players that are bigger than him
0: mm-hmm. but he's still got the you athleticism know? to kind of make up for that as well
2: and I, my expectation for him is that i'd like i guess i would like to see him put in position for those types of transition hoops mm-hmm. you know so that we can be you know that we can he can get a higher percentage that he and I, this is why I'm excited about Justin Robinson coming back, Michael, because he, I mean, he will put this team in position for success, you Mm -hmm. know, for success. Now, in in terms of getting the ball to the people in the right positions and things, you know, things like that. I mean, I, I I would like to see Ty Outlaw have a bigger impact too. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are, these are points that we need from him. You know, Uh, we know we're going to get a lot of points from, you know, from Kerry year. we know that things are going to go for well for him. The thing I think, Michael, that can hurt Virginia tech the most is how close is the game going, going to be called by the, by the, uh, by the uh, referees.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I mean, because if it's real close and ticky tack, Virginia tech doesn't have a whole lot of depth. There's not a big, not a big short, not a big bench. And
0: that it's tends like to happen in the tournament
2: where you sure. play like 11 guys, right? You know, Virginia. I mean, now Virginia Tech thought it was going to play eleven guys this year, right?
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even get me started on Landers Nolly, Matthew. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) yeah. But you know, it didn't quite work out like that. And the fact that Virginia Tech is a four seed, Michael, and got fifth place in the ACC with the team that that's that's on the court is Hmm. just a huge testament to us. Yeah, and he should I, have been he should have been ACC coach of the year. I don't know how that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, I I had to give it I, my, my personal. I uh, one of the guys that writes for me, Charlie. He gave it to Buzz. Um, I personally, I, I couldn't not give it to Roy. Um, I just I thought that the job that Roy Williams did was. I mean, Buzz was up there. He was one of my three guys with with Roy and Leonard, but. I I thought Roy deserved it. I think Bennett ended up winning it ultimately, um, the official award, which you can't argue with that either. For
2: sure, for sure. Someone I I didn't. I I just want to get back to that. Sorry for interrupting. I just want to get back to that VT Duke game because, I mean, you know, we, you know, you you hear me pipe off the history here. mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. It would not be beyond the realm of possibility. It's not likely, but it would not be beyond the realm of possibility. For that Duke-Virginia Tech game to be a really good one, because simply because Buzz has done well against against K, mm-hmm. He's done very well against K. And if you can hit your three-point shots against Duke, you have a chance to play with Duke. Because
0: they can't shoot it.
2: Right! You know, and I, I, I mean, said
0: in this morning's podcast that if Duke is going to make a real run at this thing, Cam Reddish needs to play better. He was terrible in the ACC tournament. Even though they won, he was not good in that tournament. And in that game that that Virginia Tech just won a couple weeks ago, you know, the Hokies didn't have Robinson and Duke didn't have Zion. So, you know, those two players both being back, if this game does happen, is going to be a completely different animal. And I I don't know which player has a bigger impact on their team, but I know that Virginia Tech runs a hell of a lot smoother when Justin Robinson's at the point. Um, One thing I did want to ask you about, and this guy for me came out of nowhere Is the Isaiah Wilkins kid. I didn't expect anything from him coming into the season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I thought that he's given them great minutes for for the past couple weeks. What are your, what are your thoughts on Isaiah? I
2: mean, I agree with you. I don't think anybody thought that. I mean, we we affectionately call him Dad Bod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, a few of us. I mean, it's sort of funny. It started with Beer Control. I don't know if yeah, if you follow, make sure you follow Beer Control on Twitter mm-hmm. at Beer Control. <laughs> uh, because I mean, I don't think I mean look at this other, I, let me just talk about it. tells you how good a, a buzz is as a coach, Michael, because you look at, let's look at, uh, Jonathan Cabango,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even him, right? He gets a few roll minutes off the bench, get, you know, get six points the day night before he gets those six bench points. He releases a rap single. <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of funny. It's sort of funny. So, I mean, buzz, I think, it's probably more of a testament, really, to Buzz because he gets every ounce out of that damn roster.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? I mean that is just that's just him. He motivates the guys so much that they'll run through a wall for him. And that's kind of what that's kind of where I'm probably feeling it with Isaiah Wilkins because a lot of people thought that he was going to redshirt this year, mm-hmm. but he really couldn't no. given where our bench is at, right? I mean, yep. if you have. Chris Clark. If you have Landers Nolly, if you have Kadeem C, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have all these guys, it's a much different show for Virginia Tech. Absolutely. And because we don't have that that be- that level of be- that bench, you know, they're not they're not. You know, he's he's out there, right? I mean, he's getting some real live experience, which is probably going to help for next year.
0: And and he hasn't, in my opinion, he doesn't hamper them all that much with his with his presence on the court he's been he's been good he's been an easy he's been player. legit he's yeah.
2: he's been legit he's been legit I, definitely definitely i mean it's you know i like i i just i've been very pleased with this season it's been fun it's been fun for me to watch i mean we gave you know florida state everything they could handle twice they'd have probably they would never want to play us a third time
0: no or a fourth time yeah
2: and, and you know i feel you know if you can catch lightning in a bottle, Mike. Let's say that you know, like I said, I don't, I don't expect, I wouldn't expect a Virginia Tech to be, to beat Duke, but the game's in D.C.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's going to be a lot of Hokey fans if it happens in the in the in the the, the Capital One Center, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if they win that, if they were to win that game, all bets are off
0: mm-hmm. because you probably
2: see everybody, you probably see the entire state of Virginia inside that inside that that gym for the final.
0: Absolutely, I, I agree 100. Um, percent You know,
2: so I mean, it's it's exciting for me to watch because, you know, you know, you've heard the talk as much as I do. I mean, if if they drop, you know, if they if, if we call we call them the bag men, Mike, mm-hmm. the bag men. Mm-hmm. If the bag men are dropping the cash from Texas A and M, with which has one of the largest endowments in the country, the buzz. And he decides to take it. You got to cherish what you've seen the last five years, Tech. Well,
0: I was, I was listening to uh, the Gary Parish podcast with Matt Norland the other day, and they were talking about a, a pretty candid conversation that they had with Buzz years ago, where Buzz talked about you know his first five years of the six he spent in Marquette. He made Sweet Sixteens, made the tournament every year. Blah 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 blah. And he says, "What happens if I don't do that in the next six years?" You know, where do I stand? I, I, I've set the precedent here. If I don't attain that going forward, then people are going to start asking questions and I'm going to be on the hot seat. And Buzz told Gary Parrish that basically you have to start looking for a new job every six to seven years. Well, this is Buzz's fifth year in, in Blacksburg. So, and now his home state comes calling a, a place where he's coached before, a place where he's actually graduated from, although it was at a different campus. Um, he, he's going it- to listen. Um, whether and not, he's
2: got to He's got he's got some former assistants at Texas A&M
0: now. Yeah, uh, you know he's going to listen. I, it, I think it all comes down to whether or not he likes Blacksburg compared to College Station. I think that's that's basically what it boils down to, and that that'll be a decision that he's going to come to. Because
2: Mike, I, can I, let me and let me just tell you real quickly, like Mike, I mean this is like, you know, t- College Station and Blacksburg are very similar to each other. because okay. they both have these. Both of the campuses have a a college corps of cadets,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? So they have that the military tradition is really common between the two. They're both engineering schools. Mm-hmm. They both have rabid alumni bases for 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 football, but you know, but they're getting more excited about basketball. Uh, the thing about Texas A and M is that they have, but I think you would agree with this. It's much. I think it's probably much easier to hit the top three in the SEC than it is in the ACC. Absolutely, yeah. And when you have that kind, when you have that kind, those kind of resources to your access, to you know, to, to for you to access, and the type of recruiting territory that that Buzz can access in Texas, because believe me, you know, believe me, right now. I mean, you look at te- Texas and Texas A&M, Texas A&M, probably. Would have a chance to own the state for recruiting with mm-hmm. Buzz there, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In Texas. I mean, it, it's clearly very appealing to him. Now, he does have two kids that are in high school in Blacksburg.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know whether that factors into his decision because it, it's harder for people to move when their kids are in high school. They don't necessarily want to move. But then when you have a big opportunity like that, those opportunities like that, you know, they don't come along very often, right? That's right. That's right. you know, so, I mean, I'll be interested to see how that, how that, how that all works out. But you know, I'm cherishing every moment that I've seen in Blacksburg, you know, so far over the last four years.
0: I I, think, lines, I should say. Yeah, I think I, that I, I think those are all very well well said. Very good points. The one thing that I keep coming back to is Leonard Hamilton, seventy years old. Okay, Jim Beheim, over seventy years old. Coach K, over seventy years old. Roy Williams, I'm not sure how old he is, but he's up there. All these guys are going to be retiring here pretty quick. Mike Bray has said that this the 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 end of this contract he's on which ends in 2024, 2025 could be his last contract. That leaves the ACC pretty much wide open for Chris Mack, Buzz Williams and Tony Bennett. Yes, to it does. Run it sure does. So, you know, if all these guys start getting out, Buzz Williams could be the king of the ACC if he sticks around, um, and I think that's certainly worth mentioning as well.
2: He sure, you no, know, he sure could. And he could get hired away by one of those teams.
0: That's that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that would be you know, interesting so, too. I
2: mean, his name. I mean, we got used to this, Michael. Honestly, I mean, once Beamer left, once Greenberg left, and all that. I mean, and not necessarily Greenberg, but probably more Beamer. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, once once Beamer left, you know, because he's one of the last coaches that really stuck around on a very, very long-term basis at Virginia Tech and probably for a lot of schools. I mean, he was at Tech for several, several years. And once once I heard Fuente at football, once I heard Buzz at, at Buzz for men's basketball, you knew that it would be much different and that Virginia Tech in both sports would be like a lot of other schools. Like, mm-hmm. You know, once you had success, you'd have other schools looking at your coaches, just like, people ju- you know, Fuentes had some looks at other, co- you know, yep. for other teams for football. Buzz, very similarly, you knew if he got, he, this is his third NCAA tournament in a row. Mm-hmm. You knew that he would be getting some looks from other teams, you know, so I, I expected that, you know, and we're just, like I said, I'm thankful every year that he's been at Tech. We have a great president. That's where it all starts, right? That's right? We have a great athletic director. You know, Sands and Babcock have done a great job trying to. You know, with the entire athletic program, you see the uh, you know VT getting in the top twenty-five for the Athletic Directors Cup, right? So it's not just basketball; it's pretty much everything that's going pretty well at Virginia Tech right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you cherish those moments as an alum. That. You know that you have that you have buzzed right you know because you don't know how long it's going to happen
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the fact that we had you know we you've seen you know Virginia Tech with 420 plus win seasons in a row is something that I'm very proud something that I'm very proud of and something I'm very happy for and I hope it continues
0: okay so real quick I want to get back get back to this tournament a little bit while we wrap things up because I got uh, I gotta get with Coach D again. I, I got with Will Ojinin before I got on with you, and Will was, he, he liked, uh, who was he talking to me about? Let's, uh...
2: I just. Have you it. want to talk to the rest of the bracket? Or, well, no. Or no or we just we
0: do? kind of expanded it out a little bit. when We were talking. Okay, let's hear it. Um, you know, he really liked New Mexico State. He liked Liberty as well. Um, he was big on on Belmont getting through Temple, but possibly uh, falling to Maryland. He also uh, was spoke highly of Vermont um, over Florida State, which you know Vermont has some 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 star power in Anthony Lamb looking at this bracket one does anything does any path for any of these power schools stick out to you um, as, as a potential road to the final four uh, who do you like and uh, and how does how does your bracket lay out or have you had the opportunity to actually fill one out yet
2: you know I, honestly I have not had a chance to really break down the bracket the entire bracket yet you know so I can't speak I can't I I, I can't really speak uh, speak. To, to the entire the entire bracket, get mm-hmm. there. In fact, I don't even have it. I I, I just ha- I haven't had a chance to study it too much. So mm-hmm. right now, I probably be I'd probably be shooting in the wind right now. But here's <laughs> one thing I will here's one thing I will tell you. Look out for Old Dominion playing Purdue. I, I brought that up to to where <gasps> Yes. Look out because they have a hell of a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jones has done and I think he's done an outstanding job at Old Dominion. I, you know, I, one of our friends, I'm not sure if you know, Joe Suhosky. Do you remember him? I don't or, believe I know him. Have you had inter, any interaction with him? Okay, no. his last, okay, his Twitter account was at Bobby Trepp. He was the <laughs> biggest Old Dominion fan that I've ever known. I went to a few football games with him. We were going to go to a football game this year uh, when Virginia Tech was going up to old dominion Mm -hmm. and of course old dominion upset virginia tech Mm -hmm. football and but (laughs) he he passed away like six weeks before oh wow i went there yeah he died and he would have been so proud to see old dominion in the ncaa tournament this year i mean because i i told him we had this discussion while back that when they hired jeff jones I knew that he was going to improve their program. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to make them. I knew he was going to make them better, you know. And I and I'd always thought in my mind, why didn't Wake hire him? You know what I mean? Right. Why would didn't Wake Forest hire this guy? He was a little. Yes, he was. Yes, he's older than the coaches that they've had, but he's he knows the ACC, Michael. Right. And maybe he's not going to get all the high level recruits. You know that the other teams did, but he would have made their team competitive.
0: Yeah, but Wake has been getting high-level recruits, and look where they're at. So <laughs>
3: that's fair. That's fair too.
0: But you hear what I'm
2: saying? I mean, mm-hmm. he would have done. I think he would have done a fine job at Wake, Wake Forest, and I, I, I really think that they have a good chance to upset Purdue. I mean, because they will. He would. He know. He he will focus on Carson mm-hmm. for Purdue.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and that's that's what I told Will as well. Is You know Carson Edwards doesn't have many bad shooting games, but in this situation with that team as an opponent, it's only going to take him having like a five for seventeen or a five for twenty night, and Purdue's going home early because they don't have that that backup score, that second option that can go out there and get it like like Houston does with Armani Jones, or you know even you know Florida State or you know any of these teams that are deep. Purdue has the one guy and after that that's basically it.
2: Right. I mean it's I mean I feel I feel really good you know about about uh, you know I, I honestly Duke you know, if I had to if, if I just if I just take it off the cuff here, I mean Duke with Zion is just they're, they're so much better than everybody else.
0: Yeah, in the first bracket I feel that I have Duke over Kentucky.
2: Yeah, you know, and so I mean if I had to pick a winner today, I'd be going with Duke because just because he he he's that he he is a man among boys and he's really he's really terrific. It would be sort of fun for me to see Florida State and Gonzaga go at it again because last yep. year Mike I was, I was in be- I was in Vegas mm-hmm. when that game happened and I dropped some cash on Florida State to beat them. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah.
2: And, well, yes. I, I said oh, let me draw 50 bucks here I came and I won you know I think I came back I think it was a three to one thing so they gave me back 150 bucks I'm like hey, a bit more but <laughs> wish, <yeah>. right. <laughs> but anyway uh, ask you know ask me later and I'll tell you more about my my thoughts on the bracket but i had I, I, other than that I haven't had a whole lot of chance to to study it but it would be kind of fun for me to see. Old Dominion crashed the party.
0: I agree. Matt, I want to thank you for joining me, buddy. Um, i got to to get to Coach D before he hits the rack. But uh, I'll see you on Twitter, and uh, I look forward to a, a fun tournament. I'll see you out there. Hey,
2: thanks so much for, uh, for having having me on, on the, on the uh, ACC Basketball Report podcast. I appreciate you having me on. And we would love to have you on again sometime on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. And like I said, I'm lobbying... It's going to happen for you. You're going to be on ESPN Blacksburg. I'm trying to get both you guys on there.
0: I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Have
2: a good one. Have a great one, man. See you.
0: So that was Matthew from All Sports Discussion, ACC Weekly. Uh, They cover, just like ACC Nation, they cover a lot of football as well as a lot of, of other sports. Jeffrey is a Georgia Tech Clemson guy, um, and, and Matthew is obviously a Virginia Tech Hokies guy. Great guys. As I've said, those were two guys that took a chance on me when I first got you know started in podcasting. And as Matthew mentioned during that episode, he actually put a word in for me for the ESPN affiliate in Blacksburg to try to get me on ESPN Radio, which I'm forever thankful for I mean you know the guy the guy takes takes a chance on me you know multiple times and I'm thankful to, to meet people like Matt in, in this industry that uh, that have an interest in, in in me attaining my dream uh next up I was able to catch up with coach D who is a teacher as well as a coach from all over the country currently he's in the midwest um uh, you know coach is a guy that I've never met. But I've had multiple uh, conversations with regarding recruiting, regarding coaches in the ACC, regarding you know set plays and x's and O's. And you know the guy is a wealth of knowledge. and I'm grateful that uh, that that he's that he's you know sharing some of that knowledge with me. You know he's he's coached pros, he's coached overseas, He's coached prep. He's, just, he's got a ton of stories. He's going to be on the ACC basketball report in the offseason sharing some of those stories. But until that time, here's a conversation I had with Coach D regarding this year's bracket. Um, like I said uh, earlier, just you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes of, uh, of of your thoughts on this bracket. I know you're a North Carolina guy, um, pretty well plugged into, at the very least, all the, the, the triangle teams what was uh, what was your initial thoughts on the bracket and how do you think the uh, the selection committee did overall
4: uh, you know I, I didn't think the committee did that bad a job uh, there, there's a few little things um, that I, I wasn't necessarily crazy about but I, I think for the most part I think you could argue uh, their viewpoint at least Um you know, I I thought Michigan State kind of got hosed a little bit. I think I'm mm-hmm. on board with about everybody on that one. Um, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of St. John's getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought their last half of the season they've just been a train wreck. Um, and I and i you know and the, the same thing with you know the Indiana and that you know I'm, I'm just not a big fan of a team. You know, in a in a power conference, being below five hundred and in, in in the league and, and getting a bit.
0: Yeah, you know, and at one point they lose eleven of twelve, I believe, in the Big Ten yeah. season. So, um, are, are you a, are you a Carolina graduate? Is that am I correct yeah, in that? No,
4: you know, I, I am. That's 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 one of the places I graduated from. That was my that was my first my undergrad degree. I'm originally from Chapel Hill. Okay, moved uh, when I was a, a young young lad. <laughs> Um you know and that kind of reminds me too the other thing that the, you know and I'm I'm biased on this I'm I'm living in Kansas right now at least uh, while I teach and mm-hmm. um you know I, I I I'm sure somebody could correct me on this but I I can't think of the last time that a number one seed has to play what what is essentially a road game Correct. Um, You know, uh, you know, against the four seed. Assuming KU, and I I assume KU advances, um, even though Auburn, I think, is going to give him some trouble. Right. Um, That's a, you know, I mean, you're you're asking Carolina to win in Kansas City, possibly against KU, then go up against Kentucky. You know, a couple nights later, that that that's going to be an interesting turnout, turnaround for them. So I, 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 you know, I think that's going to get them at some point. I think either they're going to lose KU or they're going to lose Kentucky. The, you know, right after that. So, um, that's a that was a little unusual as far as that that bracket. I I think the Midwest bracket seems to be the hardest. I would agree. Um, at least you know, at least on paper. Um, you know, we'll we'll see, obviously, but um. I you know I think the other three brackets are, are reasonably equal. I don't I don't really see. This is probably the first year that I can remember that I don't really see a, a particular region that I think is just pretty soft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I mean I, I so I think from a balanced standpoint I th- I think the committee did a pretty good job with that. So
0: yeah we'll I think I think I think probably the the softest uh, region is probably the South. With with Virginia and Tennessee, um, uh, you know, Villanova has had its ups and downs. You know, Cincinnati is a good team, and I think they're underseeded as a seven. But at the same time, they're not a team that really, really you know strikes fear into anybody. I don't think. And then you know, Wisconsin, eh, Kansas State doesn't have Dean Wade. I, I think that bracket sets up very well for Virginia to get at the very least to the Elite Eight this year.
4: I, I, I agree. I've got Villanova taking Virginia out. Um, you know, once uh, once it gets to the uh, to the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think you know Cincinnati would scare me more. But you know, they're they're probably going to go head to head with Tennessee, and I think those two teams, uh, obviously Tennessee's a better team, but I think their styles are reasonably the close to the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I think they're going to knock. You know, obviously, you know, you're not going to deal with both of them. They're going to do you the favor and knock somebody out. Um, I think, you know, I don't see Villanova having that much trouble with Tennessee. Really? And uh, I think if Villanova gets beat, I have a feeling it might be Purdue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Purdue can grind it out. Purdue's got the you know the the size. I think the the thing for Purdue is you know can they shoot it well enough? Um, offensively, I, th- I think they, they can make it ugly enough defensively. I just, you know, my, my question for Purdue, can they, can they put the points on the board? Um, yeah, old, but- old
0: dominion, it, it, you know, is a defensive minded team, if they, if Purdue escapes old dominion, I, I agree. I, I like that second round matchup with, you know, yeah. Villanova or St. Mary's.
4: But you know, if, if Gardner Webb takes out Virginia again, <laughs> tradition, I'll be I'll be okay with that. <laughs> I, I
0: I don't see that happening again. I think Virginia's going to take care of business pretty handily there. Um, yeah,
4: I think they should, definitely.
0: Moving over to the east uh, with Duke, uh, you know, Duke, Virginia Tech, um, LSU, Louisville, Michigan State, all these guys in the same bracket. Mississippi State as well. Um, what did you think as far as? the number one overall seed, I think maybe having the second toughest bracket? How do you uh, how do you see Duke's bracket
4: playing I, out? I, I think Duke needed some, some more tough teams in their bracket. I think they needed, you know, I think Michigan should have been in that bracket. I think KU and Kentucky should have been in that bracket. You know, I think the top 16 teams should have all been in that bracket and Carolina would have been out, you know, then then just to make Duke's run a little bit harder. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's I think it's I think it's a, think it's a reasonably tough uh, bracket. Um, you know, I think there's a you know, I I, I guess if there's a bracket, I think that's going to screw everybody up. I think it's going to be this bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of really interesting matchups. Uh, I mean, obviously the first round with like Louisville and Minnesota. I know the whole Patino story, but I think just just those two teams. In general, are going to be really interesting. Uh, I think Bradley and Michigan State. I don't think that's a gimme. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Temple or, or well, I, I I'm, I'm kind of predicting Temple beats uh, Belmont, but mm-hmm. uh, I think either one of those teams can knock out Maryland. I could see Maryland go, you know, winning that game and going on a run themselves. So, um, I, and I'm looking at my bracket right now. I've got Duke and Virginia Tech uh, squaring off, and you know, Virginia Tech's got their point guard Robinson back. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't stun me if Virginia Tech won that game.
0: No, and I mean, you know, Virginia Tech did beat Duke when Duke didn't have Zion, but Virginia Tech also didn't have Justin Robinson in that game. So, um, you know, I I don't know which player is more important to his team. I think obviously Zion's the best player in the country, but you know, Virginia Tech's a whole different animal with Robinson. I look at a team in the the 14th uh, seed at Yale that I saw for the first time this weekend, I was incredibly impressed with them. With their senior leadership. They have a, a pro player in in Onye. and right. and you know this LSU team. Will Wade may may not be there. Um, that could be a huge shock as well.
4: Well, they got the Bruner kid, kid out of South Carolina. That's a, a little jumping jack, uh, looks mm-hmm. a little sick kind of string bane, but um but a really underrated player i mean they they can score too it's not mm-hmm. like some of those league teams in the past where you know they're gonna slow it down i mean Yale can get up and down the floor yep. um you know i misspoke a little bit ago i mean they you know i you know i just um you know i you know i'm expecting louisville to put, you know or uh lsu to, to pull that out but you know i LSU is a wild card because you don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, not even counting Will uh, Wade coaching or not, you know, is that is that something that's going to motivate them and give them that chip on their shoulder where they can go on a big run? Or is that going to kick them in the rear end as soon as there's some some adversity or something like that? You know, as, as the tournament goes on. So. I mean, LSU's good enough to get to the Final
0: Four. Oh, they got the talent, for sure. I mean, there's a reason they won the SEC regular season, for sure. Um, going down to the West, uh, possible matchup from the Sweet 16 last year. In the Sweet 16, potentially again this year, Florida State versus Gonzaga, assuming Gonzaga gets by either Syracuse or Baylor. How do you see that matchup going this year? I,
4: I've got Gonzaga, you know... Um, I just, you know, again, I'm, I know I'm cheating here. I mean, Florida State winning this game and going to the Final Four certainly wouldn't, you know, stun me. But you know, Florida State, as good as their record is, I mean, just offensively, they they they've had issues. Yeah, they can't uh, shoot. You know, there, there there's been some consistencies. They they've been some games even late that they've pulled out, but they've gotten down, you know, ten, fifteen points early. Mm-hmm. um and, and you know that's awfully tough to do in the, this kind of tournament um i i think gonzaga is just you know i i think they're probably the best overall team in the country i mean going from you know player one to player 10 um you know i think they're on a mission you know um you know i but like i said i, I got gonzaga pulling that out i mean i i think this is to me the the the, the four teams and, um, you know, what, the Sweet 16, I think, are a little more set than almost any other bracket, at mm-hmm. least for me. of yep. Florida State, Texas Tech, and Michigan. That's that's think, exactly
0: what I have as well.
4: Yep. Yeah, I think those are the four absolute best teams in, in that, you know, side of the bracket. Now, again, there's upsets and everything else. Um, I think, you know – one of my, you know, I, I wasn't gutsy enough to actually predict it, but if Murray State beat Florida State,
0: mm-hmm.
4: that would mess up a lot of brackets, <laughs> including mine. Yeah,
0: you it know. would mess mine up too.
4: <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd be curious, assuming those two teams meet up in the, the uh well, what I call the the traditional second round. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd be curious how Florida State, as a, as a, as a coach, how, how they're going to guard Morant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know if they've got anybody you know that can that can match up and you know Murray State they've got a couple shooters that can run with them uh, they, they've you know they're kind of a little hot and cold you know last you know tournament the last uh, four or five games they've had um, but I mean that that'd be a fun matchup but I, I think Gonzaga exactly comes out of that that region I you know, that, that's who I've got and I to me I think a bigger threat to them is Michigan
0: yeah than
4: even Florida state.
0: I, I actually in the in the bracket that I'm that I'm using predominantly, I have Michigan coming out of that bracket as well. So from what I've gleaned from this conversation, you have Kentucky and Gonzaga in the Final Four, um, mm-hmm. along with Virginia. Is that correct? I
4: got Villanova. I got them knocking out Virginia, okay. and then I've got I've got Duke on uh, on the other side. So Duke and Gonzaga against and Villanova, Kentucky.
0: So give me your national final, and give me your uh, your national championship.
4: I I've got, I I've got Gonzaga beating Kentucky.
0: That's that's a game I'd love to see. That's a game we haven't seen yet. Um I, I think I have I have Gonzaga in Virginia in another bracket that I'm that I'm not really using a lot of places, but I would love to see Gonzaga in Kentucky. I think that's a you know, that's a 95-90 game, you know, one way or the other, and I I would definitely be intrigued by that game. Uh Well, go. Ahead. Well,
4: Virginia Going to be interesting. Can can Virginia can they play? two you know, we you know when Kyle Guy is shooting well, they're they're damn near unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if he – you know you figure with six games, he's going to have a bad game somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: What's the rest of the team do?
0: Right, uh, you I'm, know? I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Ty Jerome. I think he's a gritty guy who is. Maybe not as 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 fluid, I guess, as Jerome yeah. when he's shooting the ball. But he can shoot the damn ball when he's inside half court. He can shoot the ball. Um, but he's struggling. Yeah, he's he struggling. Is. Yep, and I think I, I said in the in the preview show, or maybe I was on uh, Rock One One last week. I think Kyle uh, Kyle Guy is twenty six of his last forty one from three. So I mean, he is he's going to cool off at some point. Yeah, but. You but, I mean, right now, you got to ride the hot hand. And then, obviously, uh, you have Hunter, who's a pro. I really like Diakite. I really like Hoff and how he's progressed. Um, this could be the year, I think, that Virginia finally breaks through. It,
4: it could be. We'll see.
0: Yes, sir. Coach, I uh, I appreciate you for joining me. And uh, I'll see you on Twitter. And uh, I always enjoy our conversations.
4: Right. Take care.
0: Thank you. So that was Coach Driesling for... Uh, Fresh and clear from Kansas City, Kansas, unfortunately. He is, like I said before, a wealth of knowledge regarding the Triangle teams, coached all over, coached overseas, coached pros, coached prep, coached high school, knows coaches all over the country. Actually knew my high school basketball coach from 17 years ago. I like the guy. He tells it just like he feels it. I was glad to have him on. To wrap up the show, I got my two guys with us. They are the two guys responsible for creating 80%, I would say, of the content on ACC Basketball Report. I got Kinchin Taylor and Charlie Monolakis. What's going on? How you guys doing? Hey,
5: thanks for having me back.
0: Hey, glad to have you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you guys have decided to be a part of, of ACCBR, and I, th- I think you guys are doing a great job. Um. What did I send over in Twitter? What were we going to talk about today? Well, Kinchin is an NC State fan, an NC State alum. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Kay, how you feeling about Selection Sunday, buddy?
3: Dude, I, I have candles lit. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's pretty sad around these parts, guys. Like, like I kind of feel had a feeling it was coming. Like, you can't. You you may have won that game against Clemson,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but you can't. You can't lose by twenty. After being up by two at the half, yep, and and I don't even think it has to deal with the non-conference schedule. Honestly, like a lot of people, they didn't even talk about that. They were more like states didn't have any good wins. Well, minus Auburn, the, yeah,
0: they're one and eight against the teams from the ACC that made the tournament.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it was it was just it was just you know, and honestly, as, as a fan, more I feel like they would go further in N I T anyway than they would in the NCAA just because of. Just looking at the rest of the field, you know, so it, it is what it is. I'll, I'll, I, if I can see a banner from NIT, I mean, Charlie might give me some crap about it, but I, I'll <laughs> enjoy it at least.
0: So, did you? Did, were you pretty confident going into the selection show?
3: You know, I kind of was. Like, I figured that the Auburn win kind of increased it a little bit, mm-hmm. but then when I saw Belmont and Temple mm-hmm. was the the first playing game. I was like, "Yeah, state state's toast." Yeah, so, like, if they
5: make it, yeah, it threw them down right away too.
0: Yeah, I thought yeah. Uh, as soon as you know Belmont Temple was a big red flag, and I think you had one foot in the grave. And then when I saw St. John's, the the only chance you had left was a 12 seed, and I thought that was kind of a stretch.
3: it's it, 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 like, I don't even understand St. John's point. Like, I, I don't get it. But they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. How, they got beat by 30. In their in their
1: conference tournament, and like they were they
0: crazy. were the the only thing I think that matters is the five Q one wins, which Charlie Charlie's big in analytics. I'm sure he'd back me up on that. NC State still had three, and the, and the their net number their net number was 40 slots higher than St John's. So you know, I had a guy respond to me last night that said that the net tool basically acts as a sorting tool. And listen to Gary Parrish this morning. We've now established a baseline that the number seventy-three team in the net rankings has gotten into the tournament in its initial year. So that's that's the baseline from now on, and that's going to be really interesting going forward. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, the net is—I mean, it's a work in progress. But For sure. I feel like they, they need to, to work on it a little bit better because when states, when when teams that were in the seventies and sixties were getting in, and teams that were in the thirties and forties got left out. Something
0: needs to change. Yeah, and I and I think something will, and I agree yeah, 100%. State wasn't,
5: yeah, to your point, State wasn't the only one either.
0: No, I mean, Furman had a, had an argument. UNCG, Clemson was up there. Um, shit, even Nebraska, which Kinshan kind of gave me trouble uh, shit on this past weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't even don't even talk about Nebraska. Like, I almost, I almost <laughs> threw my phone when, when I heard that on the podcast the other day. Um, buddy, out of all the teams he could have
0: picked, Nebraska. All right, switching gears real quick. Charlie, <laughs> your team – uh, kind of unexpected to some had a had a great year ends up grabbing a third number one going up to the midwest how do you feel about carolina in the midwest bracket
5: hey, even before i joined on I, I appreciated listening to you being on being on our train from the start that <laughs> was i was really quietly right there with you but um but man it's been it's been a fun ride plenty of ups and downs and was was pleasantly surprised to see us land on the one line i can't say i expected it but i was I was hopefully to hold out. I was honestly more more interested one or two, mm-hmm. almost less concerned about the number, more concerned just about who we who we dropped in there against. Or who was our one seed? Who was our two seed? And mm-hmm. man, Kentucky is <laughs> Kentucky is about as toughest as draw as we could have asked for. But man, it's gonna be a it's a. I'm I'm far from the first one to talk about it, but it's a loaded bracket.
0: It, I think by far the 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 most loaded bracket. I think the Midwest is the toughest bracket, absolutely.
5: Um, yeah. What's what's fun to me is for all the NCAA says or has said for years, like, oh, we don't we don't see or bracket to storylines or whatever. But I mean, you're looking at you're looking at second weekend if the seeds hold Sweet 16 against Kansas in Kansas City, less than an hour from Allen Fieldhouse. Yep. And follow that right up with Luke May back against Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't tell me that was by accident No Oh
3: yeah, and also also how how Richard cortino is playing Louisville Like, get out of here with all
5: this <laughs> oh,
0: just, no, that, yeah. no, that was purely coincidence, guys Purely coincidence Yeah, no, coincidence. Just, just one of the 7s yeah, oh, yeah,
5: and yeah. one of the 10s
0: <laughs> Um, Who do you guys, I'll go to Kinshin first Okay, who do you have as maybe a surprise upset pick In, in the grand scheme oh. of things here in the first round?
3: So, so I got like three like I, I always get kind of <laughs> oh, give me, give
0: me give me one. I don't want you to take Charlie's before I get to him.
3: Oh man. Okay. So the one that like stood out the most to me, which is kinda of funny how Charlie was talking about how Carolina's gonna play Kansas. Mm-hmm. i got Northeastern upsetting Kansas in Salt Lake City. Like they have a really good team and I'm only just saying that because I kinda of kept up with them a little bit just because of the the Colonial Conference. Mm-hmm. They have a guy named Basso shika mm-hmm. something like, it, it's close. It's some Eastern European. Yeah, he was I, I injured for most of exactly the
0: season there. and came back late in the year. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, He's a bucket for sure, and I feel like Kansas is just not Kansas this year. You know, they they lost uh, Azubuki. and you know it's just not one of those things that it, it doesn't seem like one of those Kansas teams where I'm like, okay, they're they're definitely a Sweet 16. Like, right, they head can and shoulders get above everything. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: I, so Northeastern is my, my sneaky upset pick. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been looking at Northeastern as as an upset pick. This is a team that shoots nearly 50% of their field goal attempts from three point range, and they make almost 40% of them. So when you're looking at a team like Kansas, who may or may not shoot it very well, Quentin Grimes has been very hot and cold all season long. You don't have uh, LeGerald Vick coming back. The Dotson kid has been eh. Charlie Moore has been pretty eh, himself all season long. Pretty bad. Um, you know that seems that seems like a prime pick for for an upset. Charlie, who you got, buddy?
5: <laughs> it's funny, Kitchens. That's that's actually the one I was getting ready to call that <laughs> too. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> <as> you. <laughs> no, no, you've been. So that's man. I feel even better about that now. But I mean, you've been you clearly been watching more than I have this year. But the more I kind of was really looking at it. Yeah, right, Azubuki's not coming back. Vic's not coming back, and I think a lot of what landed Kansas on that four line was some of those early wins mm-hmm. when they had a full roster. I mean, beat beat Michigan State, Tennessee, and I think a couple of others in those first four or five games. And yeah, yeah. and it's just been it's been kind of up and down the rest of the way. And I yeah, I, with top, defending the three being something they struggle with the times too. That's yeah. definitely dangerous. Another one, another one I've been looking at. Uh, two kind of over in over in Duke's region over in the east. And actually actually right next to each other now that I look at it. That's kind of mm. funny. I know but um saying. man, I yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> before before I go into this, this bracket is one fluky Duke game away, I think, from being the blow up bracket of the tournament.
0: That's exactly what Coach D just said Ooh, twenty minutes is ago. Is that right?
5: Yeah, that's exactly what he just said. I mean they get they get cold with Taco Fall UCF plugging up the lane the second weekend, if Virginia Tech or Mississippi State can give them a run in the Sweet 16, I... It's probably irrational. i I just never have a, have faith in Michigan State going into the tournament me neither. every year, and they really haven't shown me anything to change that this year. They obviously just won the Big Ten regular season and the tournament, which is, which is hard to argue with. That was a good conference. They've got the most teams in the field. Mm-hmm. But I'm... I certainly don't see them as invincible. Well, I mean, and, and
0: what's what's Izzo's record against Coach K? It's something stupid. It's like one in thirteen or something like that.
5: Yeah, yeah, it, it's
3: something very bad, and I do not see Sparty getting past Duke either. No, but like you were talking about uh, the East, were, you, were you thinking Yale over LSU? Because that's one I was, was going to pick.
5: Yeah, I was taking a good long look at that one. The other one I love, and it's it's less of an upset than than the thirteen. For the 14-3. but I, I love Belmont coming out of that that playing game against Temple mm-hmm. and going up against Maryland. And I think I, I, I'm I Charlie,
0: you may you may have a little bit of history here. Either one of you guys really uh, mm-hmm. first a first four team in Dayton has made the Sweet Sixteen. What three straight years?
5: Something I think it's like that? every year since it, is the, it
3: since every since year that yeah. were doing that? Yeah,
5: well, it wasn't been mm-hmm. four years. I know VCU was the first team to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've at least one. They've at least won a game every year. I don't know if they made a Sweet Sixteen every time.
0: Right, um, and I think you know St. John's has the talent, but Chris Mullen, frankly, I don't think has the coaching chops to get them even really past Arizona State. I like I like Bobby Hurley there, but that Buffalo team is someone I really like. I think if you're going to choose a team to get um, you know past the real first round, it, it would be it, it, my my preference would be Belmont over Maryland. I just like to see Dylan Windler. Um, you know, put the screws to Maryland and put the screws to Mark Turgeon there a little bit, and, and solidify themselves as a, a good selection for the selection committee. I think the selection committee kind of put themselves out there, putting Belmont in this field. I, mm-hmm. I, I think Belmont really needs to needs to perform in this in this particular case.
5: Yeah, I think that I think that little bottom half of the bracket they dropped him in is poised to open up for him too, if, yeah. if things break right. If Yale, if Yale does. Take a shot and knock off LSU, or even if even if they're playing Will Wade on on a day or two preparation, mm-hmm. or not Will Wade LSU minus Will Wade. Yep, the biggest mess. Yeah. I, and shit, Louisville Louisville's beat Michigan State once
0: already, so you know it's not yeah, that's it's right. not improbable. Well, it's not unlikely. It is unlikely, but it's it's possible that Louisville could get past Michigan State again. And then we all know how shaky Louisville is. I mean. <laughs> Belmont Belmont could be an Elite Eight team at this point. It's certainly within the realm of possibilities if things if things break right.
3: I, I absolutely agree. Oh man, y'all about to make me change my whole bracket. Yeah, man. You still got you still got mean, three days of this crazy. I was more thinking the west was gonna be crazy. Like that top half where Gonzaga could lose to Syracuse.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Murray I state. You New got state. you got another one. I know you got another one in the chamber, Kay. Who are you who are you looking at for a big upset?
3: Uh, uh it, I don't know if it's just that I just see thirty wins and I just get excited, but you see Irvine. Yeah, it's with popular. Thirty and five over Kansas State. And also I like the Anteaters. Like, I mean, how can you not like <laughs> that?
0: Day? Especially with, with I mean, you're watching the selection show last night, Dean Wade's sitting there in a boot. I mean Right, right yeah, in the front was, row like, like here I am In all my glory um,
3: Yeah Yeah like like. Oh yeah he's coming back And then he's sitting there In a, in the a, a foot and boot And everything Like they're talking about How he hasn't played Did he even play In the Big 12 tournament I don't think he did I don't And he didn't play last it. year In the
5: Big 12 tournament That's correct mm-hmm. was just a yeah, He didn't play in the, like the NCAAs that. Last year either No that's
0: correct yeah. And and that's a lot of You know They're both real slow down teams um, You know He's their best rebounder and I believe Irvine's a pretty good offensive rebounding team, if I remember correctly, if I remember the numbers correctly. I'll, I'll give yeah, you mine. Yeah,
3: they, they were up there.
0: I'll, I'll give you mine, and it's in that same south bracket. It, it's Old Dominion and Purdue. Um, Old Dominion's a hell of a defensive team. Purdue has one guy that can hang 25-30 on you. And if they can get him to have a – a five for seventeen, a five for twenty night, I think Purdue could be in trouble and old Dominion could move on.
5: That's all you need. So Yeah, they've had a great, great year.
0: Let's uh you know, I I, I forget sometimes that we talked I've talked to the other three guys about Old Dominion already, so let's not beat that fucking horse to death. Um <laughs> I'll go to Charlie first. Charlie, who's your final four, buddy?
5: Final four, I've got for other talk, I do have Duke coming out of that top bracket. I don't think, I don't see anybody in there who's really got who I really think is gonna gonna take it to him, knock him off. I think LSU probably would have had the best shot if they had their their whole roster intact, but that's kind of that situation's taking on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping across the of bracket, bracket for a second over to the south, I kind of to your point on Purdue and, and Kansas State, kind it the three and fours upsets. I, I don't think anyone gets in Virginia or Tennessee's way on the way to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Me neither. And I went I went back and forth on this one for a long, long time. You know how much I love Virginia this year. Mm-hmm. Been, been defending them online <laughs> at times, right or wrong. But uh, Embrace the pace, man. Embrace the pace. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. And honestly, this whole region, you've got Virginia, Wisconsin, Kansas State, Tennessee, Cincinnati.
0: It's the boring
5: team. St. Mary's. It's going to be the slowest region <laughs> we've ever seen. I actually got, pay. yeah, yeah, and I've got I've got Tennessee coming out, which I may may regret, but I'm looking forward to that game if we. Me too. If we end up with Virginia and Tennessee. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you got Midwest and West. Midwest, Midwest. I've got Carolina coming out. Of course you surprise, do. surprise. It's going to be a. It's not going to be a smooth ride. I'm. Just as worried about Sam Merrill in the second round as I am about Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. If we if we run into both of them, honestly, the other game in this in this bag, I'm looking to call out. It's not a first round upset, but I I hope we get Wofford against Kentucky in the second round. Yeah, yeah, me too. I would love to watch. Would love to watch that team. They're a lot more complete than they get credit for.
0: Them. A lot of people don't know about Cam yeah, Jackson. Cam, Cam Jackson is a monster. Yeah,
5: absolutely. He, Yes. Yeah. he, yeah people talk about fletcher mcgee beating us last year but it was it was jackson just mm-hmm. killing us in the paint yep yeah it, it, it was it wasn't even fair
3: i'll
5: watch no. every second of it now yeah, one thing i, I absolutely agree
0: better. with is if north carolina makes it through that bracket they will certainly be battle tested and they will not be scared of tennessee that's for sure who do you got in the west buddy
5: in the west the west is the rest of the one um I'm gonna get a little bit going on. Again, like Virginia, I love Gonzaga. I've been looking forward to putting my final four all year. But I'm gonna take Buffalo.
3: Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna take Buffalo. <laughs> I mean they do I have they do like have the, the greatest J. player Massenburg
5: of all time. Yeah, sure. CJ Massenberg is a monster. They've got they've got a balanced rotation. They've got a lot of dudes. We all saw what they did to Arizona a year ago, and they're all back. And I think I mean, with Michigan, Texas, Tech, Nevada up and down at a seven, I don't see anybody in that bottom region. They can't that's gonna get in their way. There, there's certainly that nobody point, that
0: can that can score with them when they're whoops, shit, um, that can score with them when they're rolling. That's for sure. This is a team that can hang a hundred on almost anybody. But I mean, when you got Texas Tech and Michigan down there, two defensive, two of the top defensive teams in the country, that's a that's a tall order, man.
5: And it's gonna be fun to watch.
0: I guarantee it, brother. If <laughs> if Buffalo makes the Final Four, you're gonna win the fucking bracket challenge that you're in with that bracket. I I guarantee that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Kay, who do you got for Final Four teams, buddy?
3: All right, so add the East. I mean, I, I I don't think Duke. I think Duke might have a little trouble with UCF, kind of just because they're gonna make them shoot. You know, they're just a tall, athletic team, and that's gonna force Duke to shoot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they'll they'll make it out. They'll probably play Michigan State. I think immediately they more than likely beat them. Out of the West, I got Florida State. Mm-hmm. I really th- I really like how Florida State's playing here at the end of the, the season. And then of course the the great ACC run that they had. And I also just see madness of the – y'all were talking about the East. I think the West is just going to be insane. I think Syracuse, Gonzaga – I could see Syracuse beating Gonzaga. Uh, Murray State is going to get Florida State in trouble. Uh, let's see, what a Nevada. I think Nevada could beat Michigan. I think they, – they kind of slumped off here at the end, but I think the Martin twins and Jordan Caroline, I think they could easily – Get past Michigan because the Big Ten's always going to fall apart right before the season. Jordan, Jordan
0: Caroline didn't play yesterday or in, in the uh, the Mountain West tournament, so I don't know if he's 100 percent healthy, which you may want to take into account.
3: He also did punch a fire uh, uh, <laughs> <the> extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, that was well, that was part of the reason. But, but I'm telling you, he's coming back. Sources <laughs> <it's> confirmed. <laughs> so Florida State uh, coming out of the West, uh, coming out of the South. Embrace the pace. It's going to be Virginia, uh, like y'all kind of touched on. It's pretty much a cakewalk other than Tennessee. But I think think they can beat Tennessee, even though they're really good with Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams and all those guys. Uh, The Midwest, man, I really hate to do it, but it's going to be Carolina. (laughs) Uh, I think Northeastern is going to be my sweet Sixteen. Team, my shocker out of that. Y'all a so. bunch of crazy
0: motherfuckers, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you, gotta, you gotta be crazy with some of these things. You do, because crazy things are
0: gonna happen know. for sure. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's nothing
3: just, that crazy take, about this
5: tournament every year.
3: You can take everything that's logical, and it's gonna get thrown out the window when Northeastern beats Kansas by 20. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Wofford gives Kentucky a good game. That that Houston-Iowa State game could be pretty intriguing. I really like former Virginia player Mario Shayok to maybe get them to the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not really 100% sold on it. I think it'll probably be Kentucky, Carolina, and uh, Carolina edges it just because I really like Kobe White other than Ashton Hagen and Tyler Hero and all those guys. Yeah. So I got all ACC Final Four, so. Let's go. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You guys, I'm telling
0: you. Um, Okay, so mine, I've got Duke coming out of the East. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. One thing that has just convinced me, and I just swapped my pick, was we are all assuming that Duke is possibly going to struggle with UCF in the second round, which means that for sure, 100% chance now, Virginia Commonwealth's going to kick the shit out of Central Florida in that first round game. I have no doubt in my oh, mind. Oh now. yeah, yeah, it's
3: over. Yeah, it's so over. it's over
0: now. I got, <laughs> I got Duke coming out of the East. I have Michigan coming out of the West, and that man, I, I I don't love any team in that bracket. You know, Gonzaga is is the darling. They're probably going to be the you know the very public team. I think, but. I got Florida State knocking them off, and then I got Michigan taking down Florida State. I don't know how much faith I have in Florida State. Their inability to shoot and the way they turn the ball over worries me a whole lot. Um, In the South, Virginia. Embrace the pace, absolutely. I think they, in in a bracket full of teams that play their similar style of basketball, they play that style. Better than anybody so I think that they they get through there. I think it's a cakewalk to the elite eight I think they take down tennessee by five to seven points in a, in a pretty good game Moving out to the midwest, which I think is the most is the obviously the toughest bracket I think we're all kind of on the same page there I got carolina getting to the elite eight playing kentucky. I got kentucky moving on as much as I hate to i've been on the carolina train all year long <laughs> but Ashton Hagans matched up with Kobe White makes me think that Kobe White may have an off game that game. Um, Hero has been known to D up when he wants to. If he can give Cam Johnson any kind of trouble, I think uh, Kentucky has the firepower, especially if Reed Travis is back, which that's, that's I'm going to put an asterisk up there that this is all based on the fact that I think Reed Travis is going to play. I think Kentucky can, can roll through there again. They showed that they can beat Carolina once already. So my final four is Duke, Michigan, Virginia, and Kentucky. Charlie, who do you got for a champ, buddy?
5: Yeah, for champ. I think I gotta ride with my heels. I I think they've got all the pieces to get it done. But it's gonna it's gonna be a grind to get there. Kinchin, who you got?
3: I got Duke over Carolina and the real winner of the rivalry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. You're just trying to start a fight now, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just have to do it I just gotta do it but No, <laughs> I'm serious I do gotta do it Carolina That's gonna be An awesome championship game
0: And you know what's funny I was actually listening To Norlander and Paris On the way home From work today As often as these two teams Have never been in the tournament They have never actually Met in the tournament Which is crazy to me Right? That doesn't make any sense I
3: think oh, I wanna you, you might have to Fact check me on it But I'm pretty sure They were in the final four In 91 And could have possibly met in the championship game i think you're thinking i think candy beat carolina
5: i think you're thinking duke that's right really no there there was a year we it might have been i don't know if it was 91 but there was a year that played out
3: i'll I'll look back it was was in the 90s it was in the 90s because that's that's, exactly
5: which
0: one was that around the fab that was around the fab five right
5: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think before.
0: I'll, I'll take a look back at that to make sure. But yeah, as far as Parrish and Orlando said, usually them guys are pretty good at research. But um, I got Duke, Michigan. I got Duke winning that game, moving on to the finals. I got Virginia over Kentucky. Uh, Virginia moving into the finals. And I have the Wahoos as the national champions, breaking through that glass ceiling, <laughs> Tony Bennett finally gets that monkey off his back right before he goes to UCLA. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think Tony Bennett's going to UCLA. <laughs> I oh, do- dude, don't
3: even <laughs> talk about that. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> I do think that Buzz Williams is going to Texas A&M, though. I think that's all pretty much done. Um,
3: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Anything else you guys wanted to, uh, wanted to get out there before we hang it up for the evening? So we're
3: not going to talk about the NIT bracket? Like, no. Am I gonna break that down? Is that Am I gonna talk <laughs> about state easy ride to the Madison Square Garden. Is that is that a postseason oh, I mean, tournament I mean, or is that, that a charity talk tournament? About
4: that?
3: I think we should
0: talk about who from state is gonna play in the three on three.
3: I mean you gotta have Mark. Yeah, oh Mark can't oh, Mar- can he? torn door. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be seniors, that's right. No, we're not we're not yeah. gonna talk about the NIT. If you wanna get talked about, you gotta win more than three games against quality <laughs> opponents. And you can't lose by 20 when your when your playoff life is on the line, regardless of who you're point. playing.
3: Valid
0: All right, guys. I, I appreciate all the hard work you guys do. I'm looking forward to uh, working with you guys for a full season next year. And I uh, appreciate you guys for jumping on with me tonight. Uh, have a good week and uh, enjoy the tournament. I'll talk to you guys around the way.
5: Yeah, appreciate it. Look forward to this tournament. All right, guys. Yeah, man. Been fun. See you. So
0: there it is, folks. That is the tournament preview edition of the ACC Basketball Report episode number 60. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I tried to make it, you know, I tried to mix it up for you guys a little bit and, you know, jump around a little bit, give you guys thoughts in every region. Most of the games uh, brought on some different personalities, some different ways of thinking You know, I I got analytical guys, I got guys that shoot from the hip, I got guys that tell it like it is. I got old guys, I got young guys, I got guys like me that are millennials that want to be Gen Xers because you millennials are so unbearable. But I I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a long podcast, I know, but it's a tournament preview. It's a once a year preview. I, I wanted to do it big and I didn't get it out first but uh, hopefully I put one of the more enjoyable shows together for you guys And, and I hope you really enjoy it uh, Don't forget like, rate, review, share the podcast Don't forget to hit that subscribe button Leave me a rating, leave me a review Do not unsubscribe to this podcast Before you tell me what your thoughts are Let me know what's going on Let us know how we can do better Let us know what you want to hear Let us know what you like about the show What you don't like about the show I am a big advocate of constructive criticism let me know let me go what you guys want because that's what that's what I do the show for I try to spread The knowledge and the opinion that I have which is usually very strong to you guys And uh, hopefully you enjoy that and I think you guys do because the numbers are are, are up and they're staying up. So <clears throat> I love doing this. I love this tournament. I'm gonna be A little bit mia for a couple days. I got people coming to the house. I'm, I'm hosting uh, People in the doghouse for the next three days. I got three tvs. I got you know, food, beer, booze. Hopefully the phone is going in the drawer. But, uh, hey, I hope you guys enjoy this show on uh, Tuesday morning on your way to work. This has been the ACC Basketball Report. I will see you guys next Monday. Later.